Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So I was listening to Tommy Edmond this morning on with uh, Randy and the crew. And they asked him, hey, are you having a good time playing spoiler? Is it fun in September to play spoiler? And my man Tommy goes, oh, yeah, we're having a great time. This is, uh, this is the most fun I've ever had. It's really not. It's not the most fun. It's not a good time at all. And I would prefer that if Tommy Edmond has asked, hey, are you having a good time because you're beating the Braves a couple times while you're in the worst season since Josh Innes has been alive, maybe, maybe you'd go, hey, you know what? I'm having a bad time. I'd much rather be in contention. I'd much rather be winning divisions and World Series or, hell, competing playoffs and not 17 games under 500. But... I'm having a great time, man. This, this is fun. It's good to play spoiler, right? Right? It's like, like, listen, if you've had, like, sex with Jessica Alba for, like, 10 years, right? Like, you've been going at it, and she's your gal. And, like, doing all sorts of weird, freaky stuff, and there's swings, and there's I, whatever Jessica Alba does. I choose to believe she's freaky. She might be a wet noodle. I don't know. But whatever it is. You're having all this crazy stuff. And then one day, Jessica Alba goes, I think I've had enough. I think it's over. I think we're not going to make love to each other anymore. Uh, are you going to say like, hey, that's fine. If I kill the guy she's banging now, I'll feel good at least. No, you're going to say I'd much rather be still having sex. The weird kinky stuff with Jessica Alba. I think that's what you'd rather be doing. Like, yeah, I might feel good for a second to just pow. This guy's dead. Try that in a small town, Jessica Alba's new man. Maybe, but ultimately, I think you'd rather still be having sex with Jessica Alba. I would. But okay, we're having a good time. It's fun. Things are good. You know, it's September. Cardinals for the last 20 some odd years. September's the time we come alive. We win 20 games in a row. Yeah, but man, we scored some runs against the Braves, didn't we? Yeah, we're having a good time. It's really fun to get to knock some other teams out. That's what losers do, and we are losers now. Now, you might be wondering, who the hell is this, Jamoke? Well, my name is Josh. And uh, look, we can give you the quick rundown. I've worked at a couple sports radio stations. I've gotten fired from a couple sports radio stations. Yeah, you know, sometimes I say dumb things on the air and get myself in trouble. Sometimes I piss off teams that are on the radio station. They complain to my bosses. My bosses fire me. Currently, I am on KC95 in the afternoon. I'm glad to be on with you guys. It's awesome. This is fun. This is good. Now, you might say, Josh, why would I care about some interloper's opinion on the Cardinals? Some guy that just came to town four months ago. Why would I care about what you have to say about my Cardinals? Well, friend, I'll give you the quick synopsis here. 
I am from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. That is in the boot heel of this great state. I was born there, home of the Poplar Bluff Mules, won a state championship in basketball about 20 years ago. Had a player by the name of Tyler Hansbro, Psycho T. Typical, you know, high school, college white guy that was awesome, then disappeared in the pros like most white guys do. That's what it is. But hey, I played basketball against him when I was like 11 years old. He cried after our team beat him. The good thing is we were kind of a school that had a bunch of black kids and they were like a Christian team with a bunch of white kids and I didn't play. I was literally on the bench the whole time, but our guys won and it was great. But that's where I was born. I've moved around to a bunch of different places, you know, because my dad is on the radio and then I got a bunch of different jobs in radio and then I got fired in some places. And now here I am. And now we ain't strangers no more. So I'm glad to be here with you today. And I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinal fan. Uh, that is my favorite team of all sports. My wife asked me that sometimes. She goes, out of all the teams you like, you like the Saints and you like LSU. That's where I went to college before I flunked out. Um, uh, I rooted for the Chiefs for a long time growing up. And then we moved to Louisiana. I became a Saints fan. And then... She says, what's your favorite team? I have LSU, the Saints, the Cardinals. Say the Cardinals. My first sports-related tear dropped from my face when the Cardinals blew the three games to one lead against the Braves and lost 32 to one in those last three games in 1996. I had bought a bottle of root beer. I had my mom. We were living with my grandma at the time because, uh, well, my dad, papa was a rolling stone. So we moved out and we lived with my grandma on Poplar Bluff. And you want to talk about a weird scenario. We lived with my grandma. She lived upstairs at this house. My grandpa lived downstairs. They were divorced. But they lived in the same house. Then my mom and my sister and me lived there. So I'd walk in every day. Grandpa, how are the Cardinals doing? Oh, hell, they ain't worth a damn. I'm like, okay, Grandpa, good talk. And that was my life growing up. I love the Cardinals. It's my favorite team of all time. And I've been to the World Series. I've bought, I would see, I went to the World Series in 06, the game that uh, was the, the airmail throw down the first baseline. And I, I think, was I, is that the same game where, uh, where what's-his-name fell down in the outfield? I think it was, yeah. So I was at that game. I went to two games in the 2011 World Series. I went to one game in the 13 World Series. It was game five. I think we lost three to one. And that's my life. I don't think I need to like explain to you why I'm such a great Cardinals fan, but I am. I am a diehard, but I do things in a different way. And I speak about things in a different way. And when I say different, I've never viewed myself as some media schmuck that likes to tell you that you're stupid or talk down to you or tell you that your irrational opinions are dumb. They may be, but then I realize that I too have irrational, dumb opinions because I am a sports fan. And that is what sports fans do. The problem we encounter when you sometimes listen to radio or you watch the news or you read the newspaper for some ungodly reason. You ever, let me ask you this question. Have you ever looked at the avatars or the profile pictures of the snarky beat writers from the newspaper and think, boy, I'd like to have a beer with that guy. He seems like a good time. Like look at Derek Gould's Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Look at that and then go, you know what? I want to do shots with that guy. He seems like a good time. You probably never have because he looks like the guy who's conspiring with the dean to get the frat kicked out of the campus. That's what these guys look like. They're very better than you. They're holier than thou. They think you're stupid. And they play a lot of grab ass with the team for access. That's what these guys, I'm just saying Derek Gould, I don't know what he does with grab ass and he does. I don't know the guy. I just know he looks like Dean Worms are on the internet. That's all I know about him. But I'll tell you this. A lot of people in media, in particular here, this is what I've learned about this place. 
is that it is the softest sports media town in the country. Now you say, Josh, what ground do you have to stand on? Well, I worked in Philadelphia. I got fired there. But, you know, hey, I said dumb things. I got fired. It happens. I got fired there, but I worked there. I was doing afternoons in Philadelphia, and I worked in Houston at three different radio stations in Houston. And what I've learned here is that the media is so far up the team's ass it's like a college town. It's like we're in Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or Columbia, Missouri. That's what this feels like to me, a college town where they play a bunch of grab bass with the guys. And that works for some people, but that's not what works for me. I don't, I don't want to be friends with, like Tommy Edmond seems like a, an excellent dude, seems like a nice guy. And if I met him, I'd shake his hand and say, you make some nice plays out there. Me and my wife call you Big Tom when you come up to the plate because it's ironic because you're small. And it'd be great. But I don't want to be his friend. He, he don't want to be my. He doesn't care what Josh Ennis thinks, and he doesn't care what happens in my life. And neither does Adam Wainwright, and neither does uh, Nolan Arenado. And I wouldn't expect them to. So that's how I operate. I don't go into things thinking, "Damn, I want to be best friends with these players, and I want to protect." That, that doesn't do anything for me. Now, I have accidentally found myself times where I've become friends with people by accident, like unsung 2011 World Series hero Lance Berkman, who I figured out or remembered over the weekend because I was listening to KMOX over the weekend because I hate myself. Uh, No, that's not true. I only listen to KMOX if I hate myself in the middays. My God. But they were airing Game 6 and Game 7 of the World Series, and I got to hear Mike Shannon and John Rooney, and it was like child. It was just it was everything, and I forgot how good of a game Lance Berkman had in that game, and of course I knew he had the big hit that extended the game in the tenth, but I'd forgotten about how big of a series he had and everything else. Well, I said, I'll tell you all that to tell you this. I'll name drop. We're buddies. We're on a textual relationship with each other. One night, Game Five of the 2005 LCS was on TV. I texted him and I said, "Man, you were almost the hero." He goes, "Dad, don't remind me." And that's like literally the only friend I have that played sports. Like, I don't care. I'm not here to protect anybody. Like, I'm not going to get on the air and say, well, I've known Adam Wainwright for 20 years, so I won't say he sucks. I'll say he's struggling. No, he sucks. And that's okay. It's okay to say that. And that's kind of where I'm going here today. And I got other things to get into, and I've only got an hour to do it. So we got to get going, and we got, uh, what do we call these things, mic drops? Yes. We got mic drops and texts and everything else. You know what I learned about this radio station when I was talking to Tommy yesterday? So Tommy, who programs 17 radio stations, because I don't want to pay an individual person to do each one, so he does like 30 stations. So I was talking with Tommy, and I go, so what's the phone situation over there? Because I, I worked in Philadelphia, where all they do is take phone calls. They are talentless people that just take phone calls. It's like New York. No one there has any actual talent. It's just Joe and Yonkers. You're on. They're all, like, they suck. <laughs> but I said, so what are the phones here? How do the people communicate? He goes, well, they mic drop. What the hell's a mic drop? Well, you go to the app and you hit this button and you mic drop. I go, what if I wanted to take a live phone call from someone? What if I wanted to debate with somebody? What if I wanted to argue with somebody? What if the Cardinals, they'll never do it, but what if they fired Mo today and people want to talk about it and you're on, yeah, they can mic drop. I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds fun. One phone line here. I thought this was a sports radio station. And that's kind of where I'm going today, kiddos, is that... It's supposed to be a community. It's supposed to be a place for you to sound off, for you to get on the phone and say, I agree with Josh or I disagree with Josh. He sucks. He's great. This player sucks. I'm rooting for the Chiefs tonight. It's your opportunity, yet I have one phone line here. I have to buy it like a burner phone if I ever do this again and just hold the phone up to the microphone and take phone calls that way. Anyway, um, here's the deal. 
I got some thoughts for you coming up on Adam Wainwright, who does suck, and that's okay. Old age will do that to people. The problem is the media in this town is so far up Adam Wainwright's ass that they just can't say, hey, it's over, bro. Maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. And no one's critical of the guy. And I see it on social media. I know that there are other people out there that feel the same way I feel about things. But there's no one out there that's giving it to you in the papers or on TV or a lot of other places. You're not getting that, hey, this guy's talking to me like a fan. I agree with this guy. No one else says it. Because most media people in St. Louis, Missouri are talking down to you. They think you're stupid. You say, I think this sucks. Well, let me give you this guy's VORP to let you know why you're wrong. I don't do any of that. I don't like stats. I don't like pro football focus. You know what pro football focus is? Like a bunch of nerds that <laughs> do stats. Like they know nothing about football. It's just computer stats. Let me tell you a quick story about that. I know I'm all over the place with sports, different sports, but football does start tonight. The Chiefs play tonight. And uh, I, one time I was in Philadelphia on the air and I was using pro football focus to determine which player the Eagles should sign. They needed a safety and there were three possible safeties. One of them was Jarris Bird. He was the number one safety as listed by Pro Football Focus that was available. Number two was TJ Ward. And then the third was Malcolm Jenkins. Those were the three. Actually, no, sorry. Malcolm Jenkins wasn't even third. He was rated dead last as far as free agents go in Pro Football Focus, right? So I'm saying they got to go get Jarris Bird. He's the number one on Pro Football Focus. Of course, the Saints signed Jarris Bird. I think the Browns or the Broncos are the ones that got T.J. Ward. And then the Eagles signed Malcolm Jenkins. I'm, I'm railing. Can you believe they signed the guy that's dead last on pro football focus? Of course, he goes on to win a Super Bowl there. Jarris Bird literally blew his knee out like a month later with the Saints. And T.J. Ward just kind of ho-hum. That moment taught me that anyone who regurgitates pro football focus stats or rankings to you is a dope. And you should never listen. But I got some Wainwright thoughts coming up. It's 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Josh in for Tim. 101 ESPN. Hello. I uh, told you I'm a big Cardinals fan, and I used to, when I was a kid, my dream in life was to be the voice of the Cardinals. I wanted to be Jack Buck, Mike Shannon. I cried when Jack Buck died. I was 16 years old. I don't know how many of you remember the day that he died. The next day they did, they were playing the Angels and they put like the JFB in the dirt and they showed a video tribute on ESPN right before that to that damn Sarah McLaughlin dog dying music. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I will remember you. And they're showing highlights of Jack. And he's like doing this stuff where he's wearing the red jacket at Wrigley Field doing take me out to the ball game. And I was just sobbing. I was inconsolable. My dad's like, you're 16 years old. Like, stop. Like, no, dad. No, I can't. And then when I, okay, I don't think I cried when Mike died a couple months ago. When my wife told me, I'm like, you know what's sad is I remember where I was when my wife told me Mike Shannon died. I don't know where I was when my grandma died. Like when my mom, hey, grandma, died. I don't remember anything. 
But when Mike Shannon died, I'm over in like Waterloo, Illinois, going to bet on sports on my phone, because God forbid, somehow you can bet on sports if you cross a bridge. But if you're on the other side, it's like, no, that's out of your jurisdiction. So I'm over there and my wife goes, oh, no, like she was because she knows how I felt about Mike Shannon. Mike Shannon, like I love him. He was charming. He was a he was St. Louis. You can go Pujols, Musial, anybody you want. This guy is St. Louis Cardinal baseball. No, Mike Shannon was St. Louis Cardinal baseball. And uh, when she says she says, oh, no, like I thought something catastrophic had happened, something bad, you know, like, oh, God, what could have happened, Jilly? She goes, I said, is it bad? She goes, no, it's even worse. I said, spill it. Said, well, Mike died. And all she had to say was Mike. And she knew that I knew that that was Mike Shannon. We know Mike's. So it could have been any Mike. But she said, Mike died. And I go, what? And she goes, Mike Shannon died. And then I, I was, I, I struggled, but I did cry when I found out he was retiring. That's maybe even lamer. Like that might be sadder. So I was sitting in the shower. I was living in, um, I guess Houston at the time. And I was sitting in the shower, scrolling through my phone. And a guy that used to run this radio station is named Jason Barrett. And Jason Barrett has a website called Barrett Sports Media. And it's a place where there's a bunch of news about sports radio that no other human other than sports radio people would care about. That's why I loved it. And uh, I'm scrolling through and I see Mike Shannon's retiring. And I'm in the shower. Jilly! Mike's retiring! And I literally was, she's like, no. And I knew he sounded bad. Like he sounded terrible. Like he wasn't good. He was sick and I got it, but it was Mike. It's Mike. And I love him so much. I miss him. So that's why this weekend I listened to KMOX a little bit because they they had the Cardinals World Series games. And in 2011, Mike sounded so good and fresh and spry and it was great. Kind of met him a couple times and it was awesome. And I, as a kid, I used to listen to the Cardinals games in the car and my dad would let me sit in his car. I was like, 13, 14 years old, and to get better reception on KMOX, I would, he would let me drive his truck down to the end of the block to hear the Cardinals. And then I would record it on a recorder and then go in and study it because I wanted to be the voice of the Cardinals. Then I realized it was a lot easier to be a smut peddler on the radio than, than like, hey, I'm the voice of the Gateway Grizzlies trying to climb my way up the ladder for 11 grand a year. So I just started saying offensive things on the radio, and now here I am. But I tell you all that to tell you this. Adam Wainwright pitches tonight. And let me tell you about this Adam Wainer. I'm going to tell you a good story to lead into why Adam Wainwright is stealing money and why people who feel sorry for him are dopes. And I'll get into that. But this is why it's so tough to say this about old Adam Wainwright, okay? I'm going to take you back to 2011. The Cardinals were dead and gone. I was sitting at Wrigley Field in August. Edwin Jackson was the starting pitcher for the Cardinals, and I believe they lost 3-0. And at that point, they're way out of the division, way out of the wild card. I'm angry. I'm sitting at Wrigley Field looking like a total asshat. I'm wearing a Blow Cubs Blow t-shirt. You know, they're doing the the, the little song, you know, and the, the bear is on the field. And I'm like, my life sucks. This is the worst. We're done. And then a miracle happens, and they start winning games. And the Braves do what the Braves at least used to do, which was fall off a cliff. And here we are. We're very much alive. Live. Then late in the season, they were playing the Mets. And I think it was the last Thursday of the season. I think is how it worked out. They had a weekend series and they had to play Houston after that. They're playing the Mets. It was the third game. So getaway day at Bush. I think it was at Bush. And the Cardinals, if they win this, they're like one game out of the wild card or something. And they're up six nothing. And they blow the game. And I'm on the air in Houston losing my mind. My partner's laughing at me saying, what the hell? Oh, the Cardinals just blew it. They suck. This is the worst day ever. 
but then somehow they bounce back. And I think a Saturday or Sunday they're playing the Cubs, and they win on a like a wild pitch in that game or something. Or it might have been at home, and they it had to been at home because they won on like a walk off wild pitch. So they stay alive. Then they go to Houston, they blow a game in Houston. Yet it all comes down to Chris Carpenter, who by the way is the best pitcher of the last twenty years for the Cardinals. It's not Adam Wainwright. Honestly, I'd put like Matt Morris over it, but whatever. That's just me. But. They win that. I go to that game. I'm wearing a Cardinals jersey. You want to talk about a real schmuck? Houston Astros media credential, Willie McGee batting practice jersey in the press box. Watch the Cardinals win. That night was the greatest night in baseball history in terms of excitement because you had all these different games that all were coming down to the wire to see who got in. So we go down to try to get in the Cardinals clubhouse. Me, my buddy Mike, who works for Sirius, and a guy I know named Dan who works in Houston. So we're down there. And we all walk into the clubhouse because the Cardinals had just won. Well, if you'll recall, the Braves and Phillies game was still happening. And the Braves had to, or the Phillies had to beat the Braves. The Bra- if the Braves lost, the Cardinals get in. So we had to sit outside the clubhouse until that game was over. And I believe after like an hour, that game ended, I think on a double play. And the Cardinals are going nuts in the clubhouse and they let all the media people in. So here I am, 26, 27-year-old Jamoke, Josh Ennis. I'm in the clubhouse. I got a Willie McGee jersey on. I got an Astros media pass. We're going nuts. There's champagne and Budweiser everywhere. It's the greatest moment ever because I've never been in a clubhouse for this. And it's my team, the St. Louis Cardinals. If you watch some of those videos that they show during rain delays of like the 2011, team, you'll see me behind Hungo like this, like with a thumbs up, like, yeah, I'm not being a media person. I'm a fan, right? This is my team. So we're in there celebrating and I'm high-fiving dudes I don't even know. I'm like, hey, skip, bang, you know? Well, anyway, I'm standing there and Adam Wainwright, giant of a man, gangly giant of a man, Adam Wainwright, nice smile, seemingly the nicest guy ever. He looks at me, my friend Mike and then Dan. And he looks at us and goes, these guys are too dry. And he shakes up like a Bud Select and just starts spraying us. I mean, it was like a porn scene. I was like, Bleh! I was like taking it all in. I was like, yeah. And it was beautiful. It was a great moment. And then I picked up uh, a cork from like a champagne bottle. I pocketed it, took a couple of pictures. And, I, and that was the best sports moment of my life. And that was just getting into the playoffs. That's all that to say this. That's what makes it harder to say that Adam Wainwright sucks. But he does. And you know he sucks. The people won't tell you he sucks. They say struggling. You'll watch the broadcast or you'll read some of the tweets from the local media people and you'll say, boy, Adam Wainwright got a tough break there because a couple of bleeders got through and then the wheels fell off. They didn't tell you about the 1,710 mile per hour balls he gave up in that inning as well. It's just, ah, there are a couple of bleeders. God, you want to hear something I heard the other night? I was watching the broadcast and I forgot if it was the pre or post game show. Uh, or the, if it was radio or TV, I forgot what it was, or if it was during the broadcast or the postgame show. And one of the guys goes, well, you know that uh, Wayno in 11 of his starts has uh, only gotten like one run of support. They didn't tell you that like in 20 of his starts, he's given up 20. But like, ah, whatever, that's, that's just little details. But then I read something on Sunday, and that something was that Adam Wainwright was going to skip a start so he could pitch one last game in Atlanta. And he talked about how he's got a whole bunch of fans coming to see him in his last start against Atlanta. 
you would have thought he was messy playing in Los Angeles. There's like a whole celebrity list of, of yokels in Georgia that want to come see Adam Wainwright give up 11 in the first inning to the best offense in baseball. Uh, did you see that list of the people that attended the Messi game the other night? It was like every like A plus 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 listers, not just like local dopey celebrities or something like that. Like here's Bill Smitherson who owns Bill Smitherson Steakhouse. It was like oh here's Will Ferrell, here's Leo DiCaprio. I can only imagine what the list for Adam Wainwright looks like. It's like, well, there's Butch. He owns the car detailing in Decatur. I grew up with him, so he's going to be there. I got a whole bunch of my family coming to see me pitch. Well, kids, you better get there early, because if you get there in the bottom of the, or the, really, if you get there in the top of the second, you may have missed him. And I get where people have a hard time saying that Wainwright sucks and that he's stealing money and that he's selfish. I understand why you'd have a hard time doing that. But he does suck, and he is stealing money, and he is selfish. But Josh, what if he gets to 200 wins? That's not a thing. I hate to break it to you guys. 200 wins is literally not a thing. So with Rocky earlier, said, well, I mean, maybe that gets him in the Hall of Fame. No, dummy, it doesn't. That was stupid that you said that. I like you. <laughs> but that was just, hey, maybe he gets to 200 wins. No, Burt Blylevin has like 350 wins, and it took him till the last possible time to get in the Hall of Fame. Adam Wainwright could win his next seven starts, and he ain't getting in. Let me tell you this. You know who uh, was pitching last night? Is a gentleman by the name of Justin Verlander. Dude won his like 255th game last night, and we're pulling puds over a guy who might get to 200. Congratulations, Adam. You won two more games. You're now 120th all-time in wins in Major League Baseball. Congratulations. You've done it. Pujols hitting 700 home runs. That's a thing. Guy getting to 3,000 hits like Lou Brock lining that pitch up the middle for his 3,000th hit. That's something. Winning 300 games or even 250 games. That's something. 75 home runs is something. You know it's not something? Winning 200 games. It's nice. You had a good career. I'm not banging on your career. But what you got here is a bunch of sycophant media people who are like, well, this is what we can ride with. 200 wins. Like, literally, they'll open the broadcast tonight. Old Chip Carey, who's probably homesick for Atlanta, if I had to guess. And based on this year, I don't blame him. But I hate him, too. So you're stuck with us, you jamoke. I also hate Dan McLaughlin because he left us with Chip Carey. Is that rude? Maybe it is. I, t- I told it to his face. I'm not speaking out of school. So I'm in the hall one day. I said, Dan, I hate you. I hate that I love you. That's what I told him. I said, Dan, now you left us with Chip Carey. You a son of a bitch. So anyway. And then, oh, why don't you listen to the radio? Oh, and listen to Ricky Horton? Dear. Doing their little vaudeville act that they do. Brown and Crouppen. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm there. Not. I don't know. That's friendly fire. I, I got to get back to banging on Wayne right here. I'm sorry. I, this is my first time getting to do talk radio here. I only got 42 minutes to do it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get it all in right now. This might be my last chance. I don't know. So are we, uh, we going to read some texts in a second? Yeah, we'll read some texts. Are in they the interesting? Segment. They are. Well, just right off the bat, though, three, three and four. You haven't heard? 300 is the, 200 is the new 300. It is. Yeah. And a five-inch penis is the new 11-inch penis. My wife said so. All right, we're back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Josh in for Tim. If you like what you hear, I'm on KC95. I almost forgot. I almost said Camo X. I'm not on Camo X. Hey, guys, this is Chris Ranji. Um, sorry, I'm Amy Marks, of course. Uh, but um, anyway, I'm on Casey in the afternoon. If you're interested in hanging out, we can have a good time. If you'd like, if not, you can listen to Anthony and and and, uh, and Jamie. By the way, so I don't know that Jamie knows my name because he only refers to me as Big Boy. Does he refer to you as Big Boy or do you have a name? Uh because I, you can, I mean this in the nicest he way does. possible. I'm a, boy, I'm, yeah. I'm a chubby chaser. Yeah. Um, you're a big boy like me. I mean, I'm he, bigger, but you're he big. He does call me big boy a little bit. I'm beginning to think that like I'm being almost condescended to in a way. And like, that's what you call people that you don't really consider anything. Like, hey, chief. Like, I forgot your name, you know? Like, hey, bub. Like, <laughs> bubba. Like, uh, yeah, but I, when I see him in the hall, he just goes, hey, 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 big boy. I'm guilty I'm like, of doing that to people I don't know their name for. I mean, everybody is, but when it happens to you, it hurts more. Because I'd like to think that, that Jamie Rivers would know me now. I mean, we we communicate every now and then in the kitchen over there. I say, hey, Jamie. He goes, hey, big boy. I'm like, listen, I compliment you. I say you look nice in your extremely tight shorts. And all the least you could do is say one time, say, hey, Josh, it's good to see you, bud. But no, it's big boy. Do you think women do that? Like, do women call each other big girl or no? Do they have like little code names that I they use for think, each other? I think it's a different code name. I don't think it's big girl. No, that, that, that would be insulting, right? Probably for guys, we're just like, yeah, I guess I'm a big Especially boy. Girls, girls like early 30s, late 20s. I wonder, do they call each other queen a lot? I think, I think that's the one. Yes, queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah I don't know, but uh, they do on the internet. You know, like I am a queen and I deserve a king. Like, no, you don't. You're stupid. Uh, but that's okay. All right. So uh, you say we have texts and we have mic drops. Which do you want to do first? Let's go to the mic drops first. All right. So you said that, uh, well, we'll go with Janet. You said Janet has a, a, a mic drop? Mm-hmm. Okay, play that. Just thought I'd mention when you're in St. Louis, it's Missouri. Outstate is Missouri. But when you're in the city, it's Missouri. Well, th- you know what, Janet? I appreciate that. Uh, generally speaking, I would say Missouri. Uh, but my my grandma down in the boot hill of Missouri would say Missouri. So I do that sometimes. It's a bit of an homage to my grandma. I used to listen to the radio down in Kennett, Kennett, Missouri, the home of Cheryl Crow. And um, the Cardinals would be on, so I'd listen there. Because I lived in a town called Piggott, Arkansas for a while. I lived in a lot of bad places. And um, I lived there for a little bit, and we would get Kennett radio. And we would listen to the Cardinals on the Kennett radio station. And there's a guy that did a car dealership spot, and I forgot what it was, but he would always say, you can come see me at 2545 Smith Street in Kennett, Missouri. And then that's what I think of Missouri. I don't need to get into that debate today. For some reason, that happened on Casey the other day. Like, Missouri's for Hoosier. I'm like, right, whatever. I don't care. Uh, all right. What's the other one? This is Tom. Uh, let's hear from Tom on a mic drop here. Tom. Good morning. Never sent a mic drop before, but listening to Josh, that was 15 minutes of my life. I won't get back. Um, so I'll turn it off until the hour is done and then resume the regular programming. Thanks. I'm beginning to think it's me. That's the exact same messages I get at Casey all the time. <laughs> so maybe it's me. I'm not positive, but it could be. All right. Uh, let's see. Tell me some of these texts. You said the texts are just coming in hot and heavy. Yeah. Let's, 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 I'm just going to go back and just kind of like fire these out because uh, every other text is a slightly different opinion. I don't know who this guy is that's on the air right now, but he is horrible. I'll be turning off the radio now. Honestly, though, I, like I'm not horrible. You might disagree with me, but I wouldn't say I'm horrible. I'm a bit rusty. 
I haven't done this in a while. 636, WTF is happening. I think I like it. I think I like you. I think I did. Look, listen, you're not used to hearing people with opinions on the radio in St. Louis. I get it. That's fine. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like, I'm not I'm not going to come in. This might be the one chance I get to be on the radio on the station, right? So I'm just going to go all out. I'm going scorched earth. I'm telling you what I think about things. I think a lot of media in St. Louis is just softball brown nose drivel talking down to fans i don't like that like i think i speak for fans i guarantee and if you want to text in or mic drop in you can i guarantee you there are more people that are sitting there uh, over the course of this season instead of getting all excited about a guy winning 200 games which isn't a thing they're going it's adam wainwright's kind of holding the team hostage uh, it's kind of selfish and no one cares about 200 wins other than adam wainwright and the crappy broadcasters on the cardinals network and the media people who keep telling you he might win 200 games i think more people think like me more people are sitting here today going boy it's september and we're 17 games under 500 i don't care how many games adam wainwright wins and in fact i'm kind of rooting against him because i am i'm pretty terrible but like that's the only joy I get is like I watch one out of every five games now, so I can see Adam Wainwright get blasted. That's all I enjoy. I'm done listening to this Yahoo. You were on an STL radio show saying Wainwright sucks, buddy. You suck. Okay, we can debate that. But like, if you can't <laughs> acknowledge that Adam Wainwright sucks, then friend, like, bless your heart. Like, you know who will probably tell you Adam Wainwright doesn't suck? Chip Carey tonight. Watch the broadcast tonight, and he will stroke him for three, well, not through four minutes as long as he's in the game. He'll stroke him, and he'll tell you, wow, that guy just hit one to Marietta. And that'll be fine. But listen, I, listen, I, I love Cardinals baseball in a different way than you do. I don't, I don't look back at 11 years ago and go, boy, life used to be good. I say, why can't we be the Dodgers? Why is it that Tampa, a, a team that plays in an aquarium, why are they a more consistently good baseball team than we are? Uh, but Josh, we got into the playoffs. Like, yeah, which of those playoff teams in the last 10 years do you think is an actual really good contender baseball team? What happened when the team in 2019 got to the LCS? Got swept and it wasn't even competitive. So yeah, we can sit here, though, and say, but boy, Adam Wainwright, how about we go out and get better? How about we go get better players? How about you fire somebody? Like, I don't want to see people lose their jobs, but fire someone. Like, usually, like, the hitting coach will at least get the axe. So you say, hey, we're trying. They didn't fire anybody. They're going to run the same thing back next year, and you're going to eat it up if you're dumb. If you're smart like me, and I think the people who agree with me, you won't eat it up. Because you shouldn't eat it up, because it's terrible. So if you have a bad season because of a lot of decisions made by people, if you bring back the exact same people, you should expect everything to change, right? No, that makes sense. it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. It's going to be that people. I, listen, I'm saying this is from a place of love because I love you. I love living here. I love St. Louis. I love the Cardinals. The Cardinals are my favorite team in the whole universe. I've cried over the Cardinals. I've laughed over the Cardinals. I've spent thousands of dollars on going to games. I've been to 20 ballparks in Major League Baseball, 20-something if you count old stadiums, most of which were all to go see the Cardinals play at those ballparks. I love the St. Louis Cardinals. My dream was to be the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. I love them. But what I can't do is sit here and say, well, go get them next year. You're not the Cubs. There is no goal. Figure it out. Figure it out. But you're not going to figure it out by going, oh, the manager that's got a stick up his ass, he'll be back next year. The bow tie guy who sucks, he'll be here next year. Let's run it back. And then I hear people talking about the possible pitchers they could pick up. They're like, well, I mean, we could look at like Sonny Gray is having a good year. Great. Go get Sonny Gray. That'll fix everything. Like, hey, here's an idea. 
go spend money and get the best possible players and go win, or that empty ballpark you're seeing now is going to be empty more consistently, kids. And what else are these people saying? Holy hell, just tuned in and I thought the station had been hijacked. I have no idea who this is, but God bless him. Preach, my dude. That's from Sharon and Clayton. I'm doing like pirate radio type stuff. It really does feel like this is like Shawshank. I'm about to put a, a dresser up against the door there and just take over. <laughs> One of my problems with media, and this is sports media, is that it's been overrun by nerds, like stat nerds who like they read a bunch of stuff. But they're, what's that line from Road Trip? You're all brains. You're not enough C and B, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's people that do sports radio and um, and sports media now. They want to tell you that you're stupid because some advanced analytic they just read told you, uh, tells you that you're stupid, that your emotions don't matter. At the end of the day, the analytics aren't the ones buying the tickets. It's the people. And this team has not been a true contender in a decade. That team in 2013 was good. The team in 2019 was a fluke. Won a bunch of games in a row, and then they was a great series against Atlanta. Yachty with the big hit, then had the uh, the had the uh, sack fly. It was great. But go to the years before that, and we stunk. We were middling. We can keep being middling, but I think people need to at least get loud. But the problem is the media people don't urge you to get loud and angry. They tell you that you're stupid for getting loud and getting angry. That's the problem I have. Surprised this guy knows how to read. What a boastful jabroni. Have you been called a jabroni since you left Philly? Uh, that's the first. Okay. I'm a jabroni. That <laughs> I know how to read. I mean, yes, I was born in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, so I can see where that might be. You go, how does this guy know how to read? Like, how? Like, you know, he should be on meth if he's from Poplar Bluff. Like, no, we just huffed paint behind Walmart, friend. <laughs> Which was a gateway for some, but not for me. I got out. Boy, the people are really active on this Twitter. Uh, Dan, the Titans fan, says, I'm still laughing over your imitation of John Rooney and Ricky Horton during the commercial. <laughs> that was spot on. Hope you're back more often. Well, we'll see what happens. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not worried about... <laughs> what, we got Just, another one? Who is this MF-er? Oh. Just, that's the only text. It's the first time they've ever texted into the station. <laughs> Let me tell you something, okay? And I say this again as someone who loves the Cardinals. I don't care about being friends with media people. I used to think it'd be cool to be friends with media people. I don't care. I'm, I'm 37 years old. I don't have time in my life to be overly concerned about being friends with the guy on the radio, right? I think that John Rooney and Rick Horton have the worst broadcast this side of Chip Carey. It's so bad. Like, I get it. I, I should be nicer. I mean, John Rooney, my God, sir, talk like a human. Like, it's not 1930. Like, what are you doing? You're going to play some Glenn Miller under your hacky 30s uh, voiceover guy voice? Come on. And then you do your little skits with, uh, with, uh, with Ricky Horton. I also have a big issue with adult men who call themselves Ricky. It bothers me. It's a weird thing to be bothered by. No, your name is Rick. You are not Ricky. You're not a child. Let me tell you what happened. You know, from Silver Spoons, Ricky Schroeder? He was Ricky Schroeder when he was on Silver Spoons. Then he went to like NYPD Blue. He was Rick Schroeder because he's an adult man. I don't walk around going, hey, it's me, Joshy Ennis. But if he keeps wearing bright orange pants, can Ricky Fowler keep going by Ricky in his 40s? See, his is an IE that's different. Oh, okay. You can be Ricky with an IE. With oh, a Y, it's, it's lame. Okay. It's kind of hip if it's IE. Kind of like Ricky, Ricky Weeks. Yeah, 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 like Ricky yeah, Weeks. Go. Golden Spikes one. winner from Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'll, we'll get out on this one. So he says, better nerds than big mouth D-bags. I disagree. <laughs> to each his own. See you in a second. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Hey, it's Josh from Casey and for Tim for what might be the last time. Um, I will tell you this, that we have Jason Aldean tickets to give away. Says, try that in a small town. Well, I'm from a small town, bud. And I'll tell you what we tried. Cousin sex. No, we didn't do that. That's a joke. They weren't first cousins. <laughs> we got a, 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 cha- uh, a comment here on the chat. By the way, Eddie H. Type one in the chat if this guy's cooking. Type two if he sucks. Josh, I'm not seeing a two. I do see a 1.5, though. Okay, well that's good. Thank you. There's a lot of ones, and the one means I suck. No, the one means you're cooking. Oh, thanks. I don't. What the hell is this? Is this some new fangled internet technology that I don't know? Yeah, about? This, is, this is the YouTube chat. So, so they're 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 saying you're cooking. No comments so on your on your means looks. I'm like James Harden, like yeah, I'm yes, stirring it exactly, up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I got fired from a job because I hated James Harden so much. Well, he and Daryl Morey, who was the general manager of the. Rockets at the time. I had a boss call me once because I called uh, James Harden a douche, which is really hard to debate, but I did it. I said, he's a douche. And I, my boss called me and goes, yeah, you can't call James Harden a douche. And then I said, the GM should get fired. They said, that's a personal attack. We don't do that here. I'm like, well, I didn't say he should get, uh, his wife should divorce him. I said that he should get fired from being the general manager of the Rockets. Anyway, I've, I run into problems sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't play well with others. All I've seen is you laughing at this text line over there all day. He says it's blowing up with people. Yeah, it, it hasn't stopped moving. I mean, uh, this guy's amazing. Most card fans can't handle hearing the truth, but I love it. Get him, big guy. See, oh, thanks. See, and he, he's it listening because he, that's a Jamie Rivers callback. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, he calls me big boy. Okay. Big boy. My, I have a buddy of mine who's from St. Louis who played college football at Northern Illinois and played for the Eagles and the Saints. And his name is Hollis Thomas he's from St. Louis. And I worked with him for a couple years in Philadelphia, and he was one of my best buddies. And he would call me Big Dog. That's like the black guy equivalent of Big Boy. Like when you meet a black guy that like there's a like doesn't really know you, doesn't know your name, you're just Big Dog. Like it was always Big Dog. And he was Tank, so it was Tank. We were Tank and Big Dog, and we'd run the roads together. Two morbidly obese bros just hanging out and having a good time at strip clubs mostly. He really enjoyed them. I found them somewhat icky. By the way, my first strip club experience was here in St. Louis. Well, technically, Brooklyn, Illinois. I was in East St. Louis. My uh, uncle, when I was like 17 or something like that, we were in town for a ball game, and he was with all of his buddies. And uh, he's like, well, we're leaving the game now. Let's, uh, we're taking you over to East St. Louis. I'm like, what happens there? I'm just a boy. And uh, he's like, well, you'll see. I'm like, all right. And so we get over there and like nobody carded me or anything. It's like 20 years ago. No card or anything. I just walk in. It's like a beautiful little, well, beautiful is a bit of a stretch, but it's a, uh, it is a downtown of strip clubs from what I recall. I haven't been over there since I've moved here, but I went over there and they all got me in and they bought me my first lap dance. And he's like, listen, just don't be handsy or anything like that. You'll be fine. You know, gal starts dancing. I'm like, this is the coolest night of my life. I was, I'm a virgin. And, um, and then I learned that it's only one song. And I, I think they deliberately play short songs at the strip club. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing an investigative report on this, but I think they deliberately play short songs at the strip club so they can get more songs for the ladies to dance to, thus make more money. I saw it was like the shortest song ever. It's like Beth from Kiss. It was like 210 or something. I'm like, what the hell is it over? Like right when I'm like, this is the best night of my life. It's like, sorry, it's over, hon. You got to go. From the 314, I'm really happy this dude is on. We all needed to hear the effects of huffing paint and what it does to your brain. To be fair, I never huffed paint. I said the people in my small town huffed paint behind the Walmart. I do not do any sort of drugs or whippets. I drink a lot of alcohol because that's what I'm into. 
When they say tried in a small town, in my small town, they tried huffing paint. That was a big story. Like, well, the kids behind the Walmart can't get high off of whatever anymore, so they huff paint. Like, and then it's a gateway into meth. I don't know whatever happened to those kids. They're probably dead, if I had to guess. I'm not trying to be, you know, dark here, but I'm alive. So there. I guess I won that one, friends. Uh, is this guy joshing us, or is he for real? I like a fresh take, but then again, I'm the odd guy in town. I hope he gets more time. Let's be odd guys in town together. There's nothing wrong with just telling your opinion. That's the thing I've learned about people that listen to opinion-driven shows. They don't really want your opinion. They only want it if it is in line with their opinion. They're looking for an echo chamber. Essentially, sports radio is like Fox News. It's just one big echo chamber. Like, hey, I'm watching Tucker Carlson interview some guy who claims he had gay sex with Barack Obama. And I know it's true, because Tucker would lie so that's an echo chamber and that's what we're in but at least listen i'm not making anything up for effect here this is how i feel about things these are the abcs of me ask bk i creep into his dms all the time like a real weirdo and i'm like these people are stupid and he's like yeah leave me alone so um i'm like like this is how i am these are the things i think and i do hope adam wainwright gives up 11 runs in the first inning today to the braves Think about that move, though. It's like you're like, right? We're gonna let. We're not gonna let him go against Pittsburgh. We're gonna let Wainwright, the worst pitcher in baseball, go against the best offense in baseball, an offense that's lost now two games in a row to the Cardinals. They're scoring thirty tonight. Who's gonna score more? The Braves off of Adam Wainwright or the Chiefs tonight? Text in, Mike. Drop in if you'd like. <laughs> okay, I'll make it better. Chiefs first uh, first quarter points. Or total runs for Adam Wainwright tonight. Winner gets Ozark Mountain Daredevils tickets. No, I'm sorry. That's Casey. My bad. I'm in the wrong station again. Anyway, we do have Jason Aldean tickets. Is it Aldean or Aldean? What does he go by? I think it's Aldean. Yeah, Aldean. It's Aldean, yeah. Aldean. Okay, Jason Aldean. And Mitchell Tenpenny. He's a haberdasher. And Corey Kent and DJ Silver. They're at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on the 15th. Just text in. We're out of time. 314-399-9646. All right. Well, it was nice knowing you guys. For the last time on 101 ESPN, I've been Josh. And for Tim, and hey, the fellas are coming up next, man. They're going to drop some bombs, and I'm going to creep into their uh, DMs during the show. So see you later. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.